If you came upon $2 million, what would be the first thing that you do? Hi, I'm November Federhoff. Hi, I'm Brandon Dow. I'm Dominic Manzo, and this is Brandon's Book Club Podcast. No Country for Old Men takes place near the Mexico-United States border in 1980. A Vietnam veteran named Lauren Moss comes across a drug deal that has gone wrong. There is a lot of money involved that was left there, and Moss decides to take the money and run away. The people to whom the money belonged wanted it back and sent an assassin-slash-hitman Anton Chigurh to retrieve the money. The story follows the journey of how Moss tries to escape Chigurh and tries also to keep the money. What did you guys take away from the book? I believe that the author, Cormac McCarthy, demonstrates that morality plays in people's decision-making and can lead them to make bad decisions. I agree. I kind of took away, you know, the book demonstrates to me that humans can be incredibly evil and chilling when they feel that they're right in doing so, when they feel justified in their actions. November, what did you think? I agree with that. I think that uh, the author was trying to say... Well, I think that uh, the author was trying to say that uh, a person's like moral compass can easily change when they're presented with multiple options. Uh, and I thought that because of the like of studying like Moss's character. I kind of agree with that. I feel like what really I feel like the really two contrasting characters are, you know, Moss and Chigurh. I feel like they just have really different outlooks. You know, Shiger's like a sociopath who has like this weird view, like the whole coin flipping scene at the gas station. I feel like in a way he feels like the coin flip allowing the guy to survive kind of validates his point of view. You know, he said, like he said, anything could be an instrument. Like, I think he just feels like, like when he said the coin's been traveling 25 years. I feel like that illustrates his belief that everything you have, you have coming to you for a long time. You know, like it's just on its way. Yeah, I agree because I believe that the coin represents like his interpretation of fate itself and how it leads to the choice of the character. I think it's interesting, like when they say that ain't the half of it, the drug dealers don't even think about the law. It don't seem to even concern them. And I think that that really helps demonstrate, you know, that they are more that they're different than the people who have lived there for a long time that they're more immoral that they kind of just are willing to do anything for money and that they don't really have the same respect for the law that a lot of people do and even when they kill a judge you know because they feel endangered by the judge like most people have more respect for the law than that so i think it shows that they have they have their own view on things and institutions that they see as a lot different than what normal people would think. Another quote is, what do you say to a man that is by his own admission has no soul? Why would you say anything? I thought of, of a good deal, but he was nothing compared to what was coming down the pike. And this like kind of like shows kind of, 
like foreshadows like the coin sort of because it shows like like fate and like how like someone's soul could be like bad or corrupted Yeah, I feel like also I had one more quote, you know, somewhere you made a choice all followed this, which kind of also relates to the coin thing. Like this reflects Anton's belief that every choice leads to another, which destined, which makes you destined for everything you meet, like kind of really every decision you make led up to what happens. So no one else is to blame for what happens to you other than yourself because you made that decision. November, did you have any, like, input on that? November, are you, are you there? Um, to go off what you said, I really, I agree with, like, that, the idea of, like, you, yeah, I'm here. Am I cutting out? No, you're fine, you're fine. Hello? You're there, you're there, I can hear you. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay, um, but to go off of what you said for the, um, everybody, like, makes their own decisions, um, on page eight, uh, Moss was, uh, given a decision, and it said that, uh, quote, he didn't know what it added up to be, but he had a pretty good idea. He sat there looking at it, and, uh, and then he had closed the flap and sat with his head down. His whole life was sitting there in front of him, unquote. So, he either had to commit to like a dangerous life with a possibility of like everything's changing and his morals going with it or returning to his regular life without any sort of changes and in this moment uh it can be seen how moss's worldview is changing along with his morals because he's deciding that he might take the money and change everything and this is a sneak peek into moss's life uh, well, a sneak peek into Moss's life before this moment showed that he was a regular man with quirks, but now he's. Uh, this could be considered the beginning of Moss's end. I agree. I feel like a pretty similar quote that also demonstrates something similar is he says, quote, Add to that, there's peace officers along this border getting rich off narcotics. That's a painful thing to know, or it is for me. I don't believe that that was true even 10 years ago. A crooked peace officer is just a damn abomination. So you can see that characters in the novel do have very like stringent morals, but you can also see them also to some extent being corrupted by the money with Moss, you know, taking the money and kind of regretting it in the end as, you know, of course, Shigur comes along and, you know, is a little bit crazy. But I think that it really, um, I think it really shows uh, how people's opinions change over the novel and it also shows how different people's outlooks are and how there's completely different morals and people who feel justified in what they're doing don't really take issue with you know accepting bribes and moving narcotics across the border and even killing people for not any particularly good reason other than not even sometimes for their own personal benefit just because they feel that it's destiny in Shigur's case who's probably the more extreme side of the novel and the least moral, or having his own set of morals, which he does abide by, because when he flips the coin, he does allow the gas station owner to keep his life, even though, like, he abides by his morals. And in a way, he seems excited that the coin flip was heads, because in a way, he feels that it justifies his own sense of morals, that it, it proves that people can escape his uh, punishment. 
I completely agree with that. And I'm going to add on to the idea of morality with this quote. I think if you were saying you were sitting around trying to think of something and that was just bring the human race to its knees, it would probably come up with narcotics. And this is like brings up the idea of the conflating of good and evil and people. And like it shows like how people can become like corrupt and like people are able to like cheat their morals and like these people they become bad because they go against their own mindsets. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like that's actually a pretty good way to illustrate, you know, people going against their own mindsets is probably one of the bigger themes of the novel. Uh, although one of the like one of the main characters is really dedicated to his morals. I mean, even Moss, you see, he kind of goes back and forth with even taking the money, which is one of the first actions in the novel, which sets off the entire story. Is contradictory to what you would imagine a lot of what he would believe. But I mean, he I I feel like when it comes to Shigur, he believes really strongly in his set of morals, even though to us it may seem a little bizarre, as it's pretty different than what most people think. But, you know, Moss, I think, although his morals may make more sense, he is a little bit weaker in his morals, you know, even finding all these dead people and taking the money, you know? It kind of just conflicts with what you would consider. It's kind of an immoral act, is all I'm trying to say, you know? It makes sense. I, I agree with Brandon's quote a lot. In addition, another quote is, it's not about the knowing of where you are, it's about the thinking of there being anything about yours. Um, uh, your notation is starting over, and anybody is don't start over. What is it about every step or forever, you can't make it go away, none of it. And this, like, shows, like, how, like, you, like, once you, like, break your moral code, that, like, you can't go back from it, there's no, like, fixing it because like you're you have a corrupt mind now because like you went against what you believe to be right i agree with that and i think actually in a way i think that's what makes shigur stick to his moral code so much is that i think that even though it's a bit weird i think he feels that if he breaks that moral code he would be corrupted and everything he had done would be corrupt because his moral code is what he uses to justify all the terrible acts he commits so I think if he felt he broke his moral code, then all the acts he committed would be unjustified and he would feel corrupted. Do you have any more quotes to add, November? November, are you still there? Um, well, to topple back onto like the idea of Moss going back and forth with his morals, when he's... Uh, helping the the teenager he says that i think by the time you're grown you're as happy as you're gonna be you'll have good times and bad times but in the end you'll be happy about as happy as you uh, were before or as unhappy i've known people that just never did get the hang of it um i think that though it's emphasized in society that like morality means only your decision making and like your process of critical thinking there's a whole other like development to it and moss's decision making morals have been changed and corrupted uh but his sense of emotional morality has stayed the same uh this could be because in the hard times that he's put himself through for stealing the money um Remaining strong has uh, kept him to remain believing that your emotional maturity stops developing. 
I agree. I feel like actually he is a really good representation of conflicted morals, while Shigur is a good representation of someone who is really strong in their beliefs. I think Moss really represents someone who doesn't quite know what he believes or isn't quite set in his beliefs like Shigur is, because Shigur, I think, feels his entire, everything he's ever done is set on his beliefs, while Moss, I think, plays a little more fast and loose with what he believes. Um, In conclusion, you know, I think that the main themes that we talked about today are, you know, just morals, I think, really sums up the main themes of today. I think Shigur's morals, which are a little bit strange to us, more strict, more uh, rigid morals, although they are a little bizarre and, you know, chance and everything coming to you. I think also morals with Moss, who's a little more wishy-washy with his morals, and the money representing, you know, corruption and corrupting your morals. Uh, does anyone else have any summaries of what we talked about today that they feel? Uh, adding on to the corruption of your morals, uh, I believe that another central point of the book is that the idea that if one breaks their own moral code, it causes them to, like, be, like, bad and, like, capable of bad things, like, shown through the, throughout the story. Even, like, Trigger, uh, he sticks to his moral code. He, he believes that is right, and he has a view of himself as being a person who's, like, fair because he follows the rule of fate. And as you follow uh, Moss, you can see, like, he doesn't really stick to a moral code, and, like, this causes him to his downfall. I agree. And, uh, November, do you have anything to add in conclusion? Yeah, um, so there's a section in the book, and I'll make this quick, where Sheriff Bell and Carla Jean are talking about Moss and the choices that he's had to make um, to get where he is now. And Moss had multiple changes in his morality, and, like, uh, it's been corrupted very obviously throughout the book. And many doubt that the sum of money he's, like, gotten hasn't changed him. And it obvious, and it's obvious that it has, because, like Shigur, they kill people for what they want, but Shigeru wants to kill people for the money and self-appointed justice, and Moss wants to save himself and the money. All right, well, that was a great discussion on the moral uh, moral topics uh, discussed in No Country for Old Men, which is the book that our group had. And that is the conclusion of our podcast, uh, the book uh, Brandon's Book Club podcast. I'm Dominic Manzo. And Brandon Dow and November Federoff. And that was our podcast. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.